A computer glitch takes down a handful of the country's largest banks, ATMs, and online banking sites. Is the outage to blame on outdated infrastructure, or could the time zone change be to blame? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Julie McNally, a banking and payments fraud expert at ITA Group. Julie, Bank of America, Chase, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, Compass, USAA, SunTrust, Fairwinds Credit Union, American Express, BB&T on the East Coast, and PNC were all reportedly affected by this weekend's glitch. The banks are referring to it as a time zone glitch, but could there be more going on here? There certainly could be. Um, it seems very odd that all of them would have the same bug pop up the same weekend. And this is you know, three years after Congress changed the time zone to be the first weekend in November. So it seems that it would be odd that it would take three years for this bug to pop up and hit all of these banks at the same time. And do you think that it could perhaps be related to outdated infrastructure, or do you think they could have all been hit by some type of malware attack? What do you think could be behind it? Outdated infrastructure is certainly a problem with banks. They acknowledge it. There's still you know, a lot of COBOL code floating around those banks. But much of that code is proprietary. Um, you know, so I would, I would be very surprised if you know, they, they had all had the same bug coded into outdated infrastructure. That, just, that doesn't seem like a plausible reason for me. I think malware is probably the most likely culprit or some sort of coordinated attack. It seems, based on the players, based on the locations, that this, you know, it's, it's somebody testing the parameters, trying to figure out you know, how, how deep they can penetrate, and it looks like you know, something was successful. And so, Julie, if it were related to some type of malware attack, why would the banks be reluctant to admit that if they were all adversely affected? I think there's, there's two reasons. First of all, banks make their living based on customer trust, and so they don't want to make it public that they have been victims of a malware attack of this, on this scale. Secondly, if it has been a successful malware attack, then they don't necessarily want to make it clear to the you know, fraudster public that they have been you know, compromised to this extent because that could put a big target on their backs for future attempts of this sort. Now, and is there anything odd about the fact that the online channels and the ATM channels were taken down. Can we glean anything from that? That's one of the more interesting things, especially when you're talking about outdated infrastructure, because in a lot of these banks, the online and ATM infrastructure is actually some of the newest infrastructure in place. Since the advent of Check 21, banks have been spending a lot of time on their ATM channel, and online, as you know, is you know, within the last 10 years, that's been developed. Um, one of the commonalities with both online and ATM is a lot of it is outsourced to a handful of vendors. So that could explain why it could have been successful on this scale because if it was some sort of malware or some sort of, some sort of hacker attack, you know, they could have been targeting the systems of a few vendors that they were able to penetrate and compromise. And that's an interesting point that you raised. We've talked quite a bit over the last several months about signing with vendors, making sure that the third parties that you're working with are actually protecting the information, that they're securing the information. Banks kind of lose control at some level. How vulnerable are banks to these types of outages? And maybe I can ask you to talk about whether they're housing some of these things in-house or whether they're outsourcing some of this to a third party. And then I'd like to maybe talk a little bit about how odd it is that they were all affected on the same weekend. In terms of the outsourcing, banks rely on technology vendors. But having been a technology vendor to a bank, I know that especially the, the big banks here have a huge amount of oversight, especially when sensitive customer data is involved. 
So I don't think this is cause for concern for the consumer public that there's all these gaps and holes in banking infrastructure. I think that, again, this could have been a very targeted attack that some malware hackers found some vulnerabilities in a few specific areas. But in terms of it being endemic across banks, I don't think that's an issue just because they're, you know, banks are so paranoid about customer data and nobody wants to be go back to, to 2005 and be the next person called up on Capitol Hill because of data breaches. You know, banks are very sensitive to those issues. The Chase Bank website went down recently. Do you think that this could perhaps be something similar to what adversely affected the Chase Banking website? It's hard to speculate. They're, they're such complex entities, and there's so much going on with them right now that uh, you know there could be any one of a million reasons for what happened with the Chase Banking website. Um, yeah, I would be more inclined to say that that was coincidence than anything else at this point. But again, that's pure speculation. It's interesting, too, because a number of bloggers out there are speculating about what actually happened. And I've read a couple of speculations that the banks may have actually conspired to create what they're calling a bank holiday to devalue the dollar, ultimately an effort to limit cash withdrawals. It seems a bit far-fetched, but what's your take? <laughs> I, I read those, too, and I think they're actually kind of amusing. Um, I, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, especially in the light of what the Fed has been doing in the last week to actually pour more money into the system. I think that that is, uh, it's so remote, it's not even a possibility. I kind of agree with you on that one, Julie. And before we close, Julie, could you tell us any final thoughts or share with our audience any insights that you might have about what could have happened here or as it relates to outdated infrastructure or maybe what we can expect to read about in the next couple of weeks as more of this unfolds? You know, based on how tight-lit the banks are being right now, I'm not sure we're going to be reading a lot about it in the next few weeks. Although, based on some of the speculation out there, yeah, I think that if that continues unchecked, I think an explanation probably will help dampen some of that. Um, again, it, it, to me, I would put my money on a malware attack. It, it has all the hallmarks of that just based on the geographic spread of it, the targeted systems, and... The, the banks in question, uh, although it was, it was interesting that there's a credit union in the mix because, for the most part, credit unions tend to use somewhat different outsourced vendors than banks do for a lot of their systems. So I, I found, it, found it very interesting. And again, you know, there's, there's a lot of financial institutions out there, so that could have just been a coincidence. Again, we've just heard from Julie McNally, a banking and payments fraud expert at ITA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.